Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, everybody, welcome back. Today we have a little bit of a Canadian icon, but if you do not know her, you're about to get to know her a lot better. Meredith Shaw is on the show. And Meredith, you are like the jack of all trades, the jill of all trades. You are of all the trades. When I was like going through prep notes for this, because obviously I'm a Canadian. So I'm like, yeah, she's from TV. Oh, and she's also from radio. Oh, and she's also doing a cooking show. Oh, and then I like look at your bio and I'm like, hold on, you are a country star as well. I just went down. Star is generous <laughs> in terms of country. I'd say I uh, attempted to be in country music and, you know, tail between my legs, walked away into a different career. But we can get into that. <laughs> but I appreciate it. You've walked into so many different careers. I don't think you're allowed to have your tail between <laughs> your legs. You've done so, so much. You know, when I think of people who are truly inspirational when it comes into the body confidence space. You're somebody who's been doing it before I ever knew I needed it. You were somebody who I got to see on TV, who I got to watch on on social media, who really brought it forward in terms of having body confidence at a different size from what we see in mainstream media. And what I find so amazing about you, I just have to say it right from the beginning, as you're standing there in your pink jilly romper, which I have the same one, we could all match. When I was really struggling with a lot of my body confidence, I shied away from color and I still do that. I still tend to lean into blacks and dark colors. And when I look at your feed and when I see you show up online is you actually show us so often to dress in color, to to show up colorfully, so colorfully all the time. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Give yourself the kind of elevator pitch to everyone listening today. Who is Meredith Shaw? Oh, gosh. Meredith Shaw is very happy to be here with you, Sarah Nicole. That is who really she is in this moment. I honestly, I, I, I mean, you said such wonderful, lovely, blush-worthy things about me, and I just like send it right back to you, girl. It's been such a joy to watch you and to learn from you to learn from you how I can better show up in this space, to learn that it's not done. Because sometimes I think, eh, why am I going to go on about this? Like, I, I really think like maybe some, maybe there's another thing to talk about, or maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we've I talked feel that. about this. I feel maybe that. this is over. <laughs> maybe everyone knows, 
you can wear what you want and let's, maybe I should move on. And then I meet someone, you know, and then I hear from someone and you never know where on the journey everyone is and what hits with them in the moment that they need it. And when I started to really get that, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm ever going to be done. I think this is just something that I intuitively am going to speak about and show up in forever. So I think that's my elevator pitch right now is really being able to get to a place where I have a little bit of a light. I have a little bit of a spotlight. I have a little bit of a autonomy in terms of what I want to talk about, who I want to talk about it with. And I, I find that position so beautiful because it just, I hear no's a lot, but I hear a lot of yeses now. And so that means I can do things that really mean something to me. And I was in a place before where I, I heard way more no's. You know, I wasn't at that stage yet where people kind of knew me, trusted me, would give me the benefit of the doubt, would let's try this. Let's, and so now, you know, I have a little bit more of that. I really like to wield it <laughs> in a way that, that serves. Yeah, in a way that, that kind of serves. So I think that's who I am and all the different jobs that you listed they all play back to that. It's all about connecting. It's all about that power of connecting and seeing what magic comes from that. I still really get off on that, whether it's a collab or a conversation or just introducing one person to the next, because you just never know where that's going to go. And, and I find that so exciting. So both in my own life, proud of seeing that played out and now also being able to kind of be a little bit of a role in that in other people's lives, I get, uh, yeah, just super excited about that. So I think that's who I am. I think I'm about connecting and in this moment, really continuing to shine a light on things that mean a lot to me and that I've learned a little bit about. And so much of that has to do with my body. (laughs) So much of it, so much of it. All right, let's take a pause from today's conversation and show to talk about one of today's sponsors. And this one is for our American audience. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. So today we're talking about Ritual Vitamins. Ritual is clean, vegan-friendly, multivitamin, is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. What you won't find? Sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Plus, the fresh taste and delayed release capsule design make taking your vitamins easy. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients in forms your body can actually use to help fill the gaps in your diet. No shady extras. Ritual's delayed release capsule design delivers high-quality nutrients, including vitamin D3, in just two daily pills you're also always going to know where your nutrients came from because Ritual is made traceable. You can find out where they came from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. And it's designed with your life stage in mind. It's now available for women, men, and teens. Ritual vitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Ritual makes healthy habits easy. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always, and you can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. So get key nutrients today without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months by visiting ritual.com slash papaya to start your ritual today. 
That's ritual.com forward slash papaya. R-I-T-U-A-L dot com slash papaya. You're going to get 10% off your first three months. Now let's get back to today's show. And we have the conversation so often about how we are all so much more than a body, but that is honestly, at the same time, it's how we show up in the world and knowing how often it can hold us back and make us feel less. And, you know, let's speak quickly into the fitness space. Cause the last time you and I saw each other in real life, we were at a sport check event meeting Chloe freaking Kardashian. That was like out of this world. But the reason we were there was because they were launching Good American Athletic Line. But it was the first time that we'd really seen expansive sizing in fitness wear on a big platform, like in a, like it was new mannequins, everything was changing. And you walked into this event and there were women and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a medium girl. Like I'm a size medium girl and I'm used to being the biggest girl in the room often. So going into a space like that, there was every size and they were like, we worked out together. We, we participated in something together. And that was one of those moments for me, because just like you said, like we kind of have that, I I also kind of get that feeling like, have we talked about it enough? Do we get it now? But sometimes I realize that's my own digestion of it is that I've started to get it. And then sometimes like yesterday I get thrown back in and it's like, no, you don't like your body anymore. (laughs) You know, we kind of go through these cycles in life and But that was one of those moments for me where I was like, oh, the work is so far from being done. And it is still, it still remains a bit of a shock factor for so many to be allowed to show up in their body as is. And you do it in such a way that you also teach people style. Now explain to me, I know you've come from modeling, but explain to me how you got into knowing style. Is that something that came naturally to you? Or is that a learned thing? Because now you are literally a contributor on, you know, morning programs and TV shows and talk a lot about, you know, dressing your body. Yeah, it definitely came from my modeling experience. And I really got to know that extended size curve plus whatever you want to label it. I got to know that world from a really inside out perspective. And I was still the girl on the shoot as a model that would show up thinking nothing's going to fit me. Like I still had that feeling because coming from my music life, I was kind of modeling and doing music at the same time, but my music life was, was very much like you're cute. And we like your voice and songs, but like shrink, 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 shrink. Um, so I was in a constant state of like, I'm okay, but my body's not okay. It just was a, a bit of a, uh, a racket I, as I call it. And it was a real racket that kept me very small, very down, totally disaligned. And what's so interesting about that is unfortunately because that happens, then you become disaligned and then things don't come your way and you don't do the things. And then that reinforces, oh, it's my body's fault. So it's this horrible paradigm that continues to come true until you decide to stand up and say, you know what, actually, maybe for like a week or maybe I can't even do a week, maybe for a day, maybe for an afternoon, I'm going to try on the fact that it doesn't matter. I'm just going to show up. And that's what happened to me. I mean, I'm getting off your style question. I promise you I'll get back to it. But that's what happened. I, I was really struggling with my own body racket and knowing that I was just spinning. And I heard this Oprah interview and she was talking about her body and she was talking about if she had any regrets. And she said she didn't kind of off the cuff. Like, I don't believe in regrets. You know, she doesn't believe in luck. She doesn't believe in regrets. There's lots of things. And then she came back and she's like, no, you know what I do? I have one regret and it's how much time I wasted 
in my 20s, 30s, and 40s worrying about my weight. And then she said the sentence that changed my life. She said, imagine what I could have done. And I'm like, you're Oprah. You've done everything. But she could have done even more. She did all of that still with the, the thought of, of that incessant body racket. And so I thought, you know what? In that moment, it was like, I'm done. If my butt gets bigger, hallelujah. If it gets smaller, great. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to think about it anymore. I'm going to think about all the things I want to do, I can do, that I'm excited about. You know, at the time it was writing an album. I'm going to be creative. I'm not going to worry about that part. And then what's so beautiful, and I think what happens time and time again, I see it with my friends, with women I work with, you, your life just starts opening up. It's the hardest thing to trust at the beginning. But then once you get on the other side of it, it's the easiest thing to do. That's the weird switch of it all. And so style for me really became less about the clothes and more about the possibility. And so if you don't make my size, you are denying me the possibility of my life because we put on clothes to go outside. We put on clothes to go meet the love of our life. We put on clothes to go to the job interview. And if I can't put on the clothes, maybe I'm not doing any of those things. Maybe I'm opting out. So I believe so passionately about inclusivity and about style, not just because I like a cute outfit and I do, but because I feel like style really is access and everyone deserves that. So make the damn clothes, make the damn size. Like just, I don't want to hear the reasons why it's there. Literally this morning, I have a friend who's in California, but I saw a Toronto friend wearing this really cute outfit, but it was one of those outfits that I'm like, can this even work on my body? So what did I do? I sent it to her and I was like, you know how to dress bodies in your spare time. Like, please, like (laughs) I'm so obnoxious, but I'm like, can you show me how to wear this on my body now? She's also like recently postpartum, which means you can't really do like these tight, tight, tight waists on things and stuff. And but it was this oversized baggy jean with like a bodysuit and a blazer. And I was like, I need to see this. And she was like, I have everything in my closet. I will have you the links by this afternoon. I was like, yes, I know it's there. But what happened to me is I went online. I'm not even going to name the stores, but I went online and I start looking because I still fit in straight sizes so I can go look. But I go and I look and all the models are so much smaller than me that I, it's no representation in terms of how it's going to fit me and my body. And sometimes I think it it really has helped me even to follow so many different diverse bodies because it's helped me sh- like see style and the way that it honors the body. Not so much like, oh, I just want to fit in. It's I want to see style that honors that body. And there's amazing people doing that work as well. There's a uh, Katie Serino who does the 12 ish size and she does she always does like a celebrity yeah, comparative to, you know, an outfit. And time and time again, I'm like, damn, that actually like that serves her body. And it really has helped me, even though we're not the same size, it has helped me to see that I can accomplish a really body honoring look and style without having to feel like, oh, can't do that. I'm not a size two. Sorry. Like on we go. How have you, in terms of like coming up and showing up for style, when you started doing that, how long ago was that you started doing style stuff like on TV? Really, it happened because I was modeling on the social. One of my producers was like, don't I listen to you on Chum? Like, you're funny. Like, do you want to talk? On oh my TV? gosh, what a goal. And I was like, yes, I do. You know what I mean? Like, it was like a moment. I'm like, oh, yes. And I think she said it to me kind of like, uh, okay, great, cool. And then that night I sent her like 25 pitches. Like, I was ready. Like, I was like, here we go. 
And uh, they screen tested me and then I began. So I started on the social and my first segment was on like under style, like in, in a shaper type of way or a brought like under, under our clothes, which I really feel is basically a set of tools that you can either use or not use at your discretion. I feel like find it very powerful as opposed to confining. Uh, and that was kind of where I started. And I'd like to say it took off. It was a bit of a slow burn because it wasn't totally, you know, the ethos of everybody at the time. And I think too, you know, when you get into anything, like I was coming from, from the modeling background, but I didn't have the contacts yet. You know, you, you have to develop a huge amount of relationship with brands. You know, I had the model relationship. You have to have an incredible amount of trust because all these brands are sending you clothes. Like it's just sending and sending back. I had no idea how to do that. My first segment, I just like went shopping on my credit card. Like I was just like, buying things. I love scrappy stories like that though. Like I love when things get scrappy and you're just like, I took out my own damn money and went and did it. You did the damn thing. I love it. Yeah. And I went back and returned everything after I was like, and I remember because it was, it was my first show, Marilyn Dennis show segment. And I didn't want to say like, great, cool. How did I do it? So I was just like, (laughs) off I go. Like, you know, I think this is that. And then, you know, I had the good grace of Alexis Sons and Peter Papavetu and they start to, you know, be generous. And, and then I also just, you know, I'm at whatever store I'm at and I'm like, hi, I'm from the Marilyn Dennis show, you know, and then you start to learn who the PR is and, and you really build your, your contacts that way. But yeah, it starts off scrappy. Like it starts off jumping and figuring it out later. You know, it just, it seems from afar, like it all makes sense, but it, you know, all those beginning moments are are kind of ridiculous. So that's how that's how that started. Thanks for pausing with us to talk about another one of today's sponsors, She's Birdie. Now, this is a new one, so we're going to talk about something entirely new as well. Every day, whether it's walking around your neighborhood, running errands, or venturing out on your own, you always want to feel safe and deserve to feel safe. With Birdie, you can keep doing what you're doing with an added peace of mind. Before you leave the house, you do your checklist for your phone, your keys, your wallet, all of that. Now it's time to add one more thing before you walk out the door. Birdie is the newest essential addition to that routine. Sometimes it's hard to not worry about the what ifs in life. If you've heard me on my Instagram stories, I do this a lot. I have catastrophic thinking, thinking about what's wrong. What if I don't make it in time? What if I mess up? What if I feel like I'm in danger? If you don't want to worry when it comes to your safety, maybe you need Birdie. Birdie is a personal safety alarm designed to make it easy to carry and simple to use. When you activate your Birdie with a quick pull, the alarm will emit a loud 130 decibel siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. Unlike pepper spray or other deterrents, Birdie is no danger to you. Feel confident to use it without the worry. And Birdie goes wherever you go. The alarm comes in multiple colors and has a brass keychain so you can attach it to your keys or your bag. Over 300,000 Birdie alarms have now been sold and they have thousands of five-star reviews. Join the flock today for a safer tomorrow. Right now, She's Birdie is offering listeners 15% off your first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com slash papaya. Go to She's Birdie spelled S-H-E-S-B-I-R-D-I-E dot com slash papaya for 15% off your first purchase. That's she's com slash papaya. Thanks for listening. And let's head back into the show. And when did you know, like the audience was there, like in those shows, when you started, 
did it start to be that people were writing in and saying like, thanks for showing up this way? Like, did you start to get that response? I know you said it was a bit of a slow burn as it began, but did you, did you kind of get that reinforcement that like this work needs to be done and I'm going to show up and be that person? First segment on, on the Marilyn Dennis show, it was an immediate reaction. It was an immediate reaction of, we have been thirsty for this. <laughs> you know, we want to see this content and, and not, you know, taken away from any of the other stylists on the show, but it just, it's different when you are not just talking about it, but showing up as it. And I think that's been my biggest thing throughout everything is people sometimes would talk to me about like, how do you practice body positivity or whatever that term is now neutrality, whatever we're talking about. And I always say, I, I, I don't really talk about it that much at the, in the beginning. I just feel like if I'm on eTalk or on a red carpet talking about Emmy's fashion, someone is watching that being like, okay, curvy girl. Like I know I do in the States. I know the girls on E who are curvy and it matters because there they are. And they're not necessarily being like, here I am. I am bigger. Hear me roar. Like they're not always saying that. They're kind of just getting on with it because that's what I want people to do. I just want people to be able to get on with it. And so if they see me getting it, I, I hope they sort of see the proof of it. But then you got to know where to shop and like the logistics of it all. But the actual doing of it, I prefer to do than to talk, as I say on a podcast. But <laughs> that is such a good point. And something that I think is really important for everybody to hear is there comes a point where we need to stop being apologetic about our bodies or explaining why we're there, yeah. explaining like, oh, I'm here because I represent this or I need to do this because of that. No, like at what point do you get to just show the F up and like be your person and be all the things like you said, like live your purpose. Like there is purpose beyond this. This might be how people get that window into you. They might see you and be like, wow, that's a body that represents a size that I'm around. And this is really helping me, you know, dress my body and learn about new styles or, you know, listening to you on the radio, all of these different things that maybe they feel reflective in. But ultimately, the takeaway being that you're not actually showing up with that reasoning of why you're there, with that, you know, that tagline of, oh, I'm allowed to be here because that's kind of the part that I feel women do it in all different ends of the spectrum is they minimize themselves so much so that they have to maximize in an in, in expression why they deserve to have that seat, why they deserve to be there. And I feel like you're just such a good representation of that as somebody who's just genuinely shown up time and time again. But I also know like in terms of modeling and stuff like that, that's been a really toxic industry. And I'm sure for you, have you, have you now seen yourself included in, do you still model? Like, I'm sure you do, but it's kind of weird with Instagram. Cause I'm like, everything's kind of modeling. So uh, no, certainly not as much as I, I, as I used to, I'm working more with the brands that I shoot with. And so I'm speaking a little bit more on behalf. And so it becomes a bit, not just sort of modeling. It becomes like modeling. Plus I do still have an agent and, and do like work in that way. I just wondered if, if you've seen that change, if you've seen that shift with modeling, because before it used to be straight size plus size, and now we're seeing this merge. I wondered if you, if you've started to see that happening even within the, your world of modeling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that merge is so beautiful to see, but I also don't have an issue with being curvy and being called curvy and being curvy walking down that Versace run, runway like Precious Lee. I don't really take issue with that because I think sometimes, and I, I almost don't even know how to say this because I really don't want to be taken in any kind of wrong way, but there's this setup of aspiration with modeling it has proven to be unhealthy, you know, for so many. The akinning 
modeling to real women and that combo. I talk about this again with like a nuance because I think both are important. Showing up and seeing beautiful real bodies is so critically important. But the Ashley Grahams and the Precious Lees and the Georgia Pratt's, these are stunningly, aesthetically, aspirationally God-given women. And I think we don't just have to make curves every day. Does that make sense? Like, it's not like curves just have to be everybody. Like, I love that. I want that. But I do also think that there's something beautiful and honoring about being like, these are really stunning, curvy, artful bodies. I get you. Because it's the same as how when you go back in time, like watching America's Next Top Model, for instance, and they never went for what we would classically, you know, aesthetically think that they would be looking for. They're always looking for edgy and artsy. And that does show up in people. And when I think about someone like an Ashley Graham, there is something edgy and artsy about her. You may be the same size. You may be all of those things, but there is a reason. Now she's wildly talented, but there is a reason. There's something incredibly artistic about her look and she's got this. And it's not just about her size. It's not just about the curve, I think, is what I'm kind of gathering from what you're saying as well. And I get it. Like we, we've we seen this time and time again where people are like, I see my size, but I don't have that curve. I don't have that jawline. I don't have these things. And we kind of do have to separate. Well, that's the art. That's the art version, maybe. It's still modeling the clothes. We really have to just reflect it into what our best artwork is. And that is our own selves. And we all have our different things that we can pull from. Yes. But yeah, when we see somebody, there's often like there's an edgy to it. There's an art form to it. And it is really, it is something to be said between, you know, those two different sides of the industry. But trying to remove the toxic element of, it's bones that are the edgy part because that's what we saw for a really long time, especially in the 90s and early 2000s. It was bones that was really the art form that everyone wanted. Now, you know, every 10 years we see it flow differently. Now it's all about having a larger butt and having like a really small waist and then growing to a large chest, having a really chiseled jaw. And, you know, we've seen all of these different things. I mean, contouring wasn't even a makeup art back when I was like in the 2000s. I don't even remember that being a thing. And now we really care about that sharp jawline and a small waist. It's going to change again. We're going to see it evolve again, which is why it's like that art form is kind of like, that's the thing that is, you know, maybe permitted to change, but that doesn't mean we do. That's, that's just a totally different industry. Yeah. I just feel like that curve model doesn't have to be, I don't want to say down, but brought into the everyday, they can be elevated and celebrated for the beauty that they are as well. So I believe in two things. I love that part. I love seeing curve beautiful curve models really own fashion, all caps fashion, because I think it's, you know, I certainly have never seen it before and it gives me chills and I love the aesthetic and all of that. And then I think, you know, because of that top down effect, there's also an uprising of people wanting to participate and demanding to participate. And that's so exciting because no longer are you, you know, shaming yourself and going into the corner, you're saying, why aren't you making my size? Hello. And there's something so empowering about that. But I feel like that empowerment also comes mirrored with that top empowerment too. 
It's like it, everyone rises up as opposed to, oh no, let's, let's bring that down. Let's bring that down. It's like, no, let's bring everyone up. Yes. That's a very good way of saying it. And, and I think too, that's been kind of the rise of social media as well. Everyone got to, got to become their own model. I know so many incredible fashion influencers who are five feet tall. And they would never be given a chance in the fashion industry. I have a friend who is one and she goes and gets her clothes tailored to even suit, you know, the height that's potentially needed for that industry. And if you were to look at her photos, you would never know that she is only five feet tall. You know, she's still showing up and she's created space and a job and a career line out of showing up and, you know, doing this fashion stuff at a very short size mainstream modeling, you probably wouldn't see that on a runway, but now has carved out her own space at her own size to show up and be part of the fashion world, to be part of this, all these different things. Same as someone like Katie, maybe didn't see herself reflected in stuff, made her own damn like runway, made her, made her runway in her, you know, Instagram and, and whatnot. And I would say the same for myself. I never saw stretch marks in anything. It wasn't in dwell. Of course, it was Joanna Nix who kind of pushed me into it. But I would never have seen body with stretch marks in a modeling sense until I was the one doing it. I walked into a Target a year later. I was in the States and I saw a bathing suit display and she had stretch marks all up her thigh and all up her sides. And I was like, holy crap, not saying I did that. I'm just saying like there are spaces for so many different people and different brands who really want to reflect that and others that are like the really high end stuff. I don't know, like if we're ever going to see, you know, stretch marks on a runway, but it would be cool. There's so much change happening and I think it's cool to pay attention to it, but I think you're right. It's not about, you know, stripping these models that are so iconic, these supermodels, we can say, at all different sizes and bringing them down into something. It's more about creating an uprise into that industry. And you know what? I bet you, if we remember this conversation, I'm going to call it in five years from now, we're going to see an entirely different runway. Maybe we'll see all different heights. We're going to see all different sizes. We're going to see representation. And it's not just going to be, oh, that's so amazing that they brought in regular folk in, it's going to be like, look at this damn art. Like, look at this art that showed up. That's what I love. Because we're going to make it edgy and we're going to make it cool. That's what I love. It's that idea of making it aspirational, like not being afraid of that, like not just being invited to the party, but like owning the party. I love, I love that. That Yes. Super stoked. And excuse me, the target ad hundred percent is because of what you did. Are you joking me, Sarah? Owning the, like, (laughs) No, that, that is why that happened. I mean, you, you create such swell and I see, I mean, I see stretch marks everywhere now. And you know, what's funny. I, I had an, and the sparkle stretch marks, which is my, my personal fave of yours, but it's wild how seeing it and seeing it again, and then seeing it again, a hundred percent changes how I look at my stretch marks. And now it's like, Oh yeah, those are the sparkly things. Like it's it's wild how your brain can really adapt. And that's to our first point. That's why it's important to continue and continue and continue because you just don't know what stage of repetition it's going to like drop. All right, and for today's final sponsor, we are going to end it off with one that's all around your sleep and not only just your sleep, not even about baby sleep, but family sleep. 
Goodnight Sleep Site is a family sleep consulting practice that has developed affordable online sleep programs from babies to teens to help your entire family sleep better. Whether you're just entering the world of parenthood and need some baby sleep help, or your once perfect teen sleeper is now throwing you for a loop, Goodnight Sleep Site has helped children and families sleep better since 2007. You can book their one-on-one sleep consultations where you'll work directly with a good night certified sleep consultant. Or if you're just a, I need a plan parent, you can purchase their new online DIY sleep programs available for ages from newborns to teens. In these affordable self-led online sleep programs, you'll receive your good night sleep guide, which includes a clear cut sleep plan that is easy to follow and implement with audio files founder and sleep expert Alana McGinn talking you through each lesson step by step. Listen as you go. Each lesson contains all the information, education, and PDFs that you'll need to make the necessary changes to help your newborn, baby, toddler, or child sleep better. Request to set up a complimentary 15-minute discovery call where you can connect with a good night sleep site consultant, and they can hear more about your child's sleep issues and can explain the best baby to teen program for your specific sleep situation. Also, connect with Alana and her team on Instagram at gnsleepsite. That's G-N-S-L-E-E-P-S-I-T-E. If you feel like you've tried everything or are too tired to figure it out on your own or simply just want professional guidance and support, head on over to goodnightsleepsite.com to book your complimentary 15-minute discovery call with a Goodnight Sleep Site consultant and start your journey towards sleep success. That's goodnight, N-I-G-H-T, sleepsite, S-I-T-E. Dot com. Now let's get back to the show and happy sleeping. You know, and you said something a moment ago and I have to loop back to it because you said about, you know, the party and I've had this on the back burner of my thoughts for a couple of years now about the fact that my entire life felt like I was waiting to be invited to parties. I was waiting to be invited in. Like, I just want to be in, like, I just want to be there. And I thought that was in shrinking my body. If I'm just that size, then I get to shop in the clothing places and I get to be the same size as my friends. And I get to do all these things and I get to be admired and doors will be open to, for me. Those things happen, but I still felt like shit about myself. So it didn't really work out. However, That was the perception that I had is that I had to change in order to be invited to the party. What you just said was very similar to a thought that I have continued to have over the years with is just make your own party, like start hosting, like start hosting the party, stop waiting to be invited to everything and start creating those rooms and start inviting everybody in. If you don't see those spaces being held for people, start making them, start creating them. Right. And, and I think that that's something that is really, truly so cool. And, you know, when we talk about Canadian television, especially, I think we're one of the most progressive because when I see television shows from all over the world, we don't see as much diversity and inclusion when it comes to color, size, like background. And we see so much of that in Canadian television now. And it has truly been so cool. And there's so many people like you who have really shown up that way. But tell me what, like this last year, I know you've had some major curveballs happen. I mean, COVID's a thing, but you and your partner did something truly incredible. Tell us about what happened for you in this last year. You know, just throwing it into the mix of your life. I mean, I now like co-host a cooking show, which is just the weirdest thing yeah. ever because <laughs> I don't cook. Yeah. I mean, my, my partner definitely does. His name is Chef Rodney Bowers. He is one of Canada's best. So I've been 
eating very well uh, the past little bit. I host a show on Chum that's a this is syndicated show called The Back in the Day Brunch. And when you know they sent us home to do our shows from home, it kind of made sense to have Rod come on it. He's a chef. We're talking about you know throwbacks and brunch and. And then we're like, well, why don't, everyone's cooking live on Instagram. Why don't we go live on Instagram and cook brunch every Sunday, sort of on behalf of Chum? And so we did. We got offered a, a television show out of it on CTV, which still, as I say it out loud, it just sort of blows my mind. But yeah, it was, they saw it. They liked the chemistry. They liked the vibe. They called, you know, we kind of said, okay, yes, what does that mean? And then they dropped off a whole bunch of equipment on our porch and I put my AirPods in and, you know, best of the best of that network walked me through how to set it all up. So I was setting up cameras. I was setting up lights, you know, in our home with two kids being virtual school. Like it was like, you know, but we did it. And it was one of the hardest, best experiences. I mean, to, again, back to that connect, to connect with people on that level was huge. And on such a subject that so many people were struggling with you know, buying groceries, A, from a budget point of view, from a bulk point of view, you know, going somewhere and only going, you know, shopping once a month. So now you have all this meat. What are you going to do with it? All these veggies, how are you going to do it? And Rod's just so good at that. You know, I shoot it a little bit on phones and, but it's just, it's wild. It really goes to show the television now. I mean, we shot it on, for our holiday specials, we had a, you know, a full biggie camera. It's iPhones. It's wild that that's, that that's the way, you know, some production can go. So it was really cool. And we just got word that they want to do uh, season two. So that's exciting. Come on. That's so cool. I'm thinking of how I'm going to have to clean my kitchen constantly again. And, you know, we're going to get into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's still a thing. I'm guessing in my head, I was like, oh, you're going to go into a studio. Exactly. No, it's still in your house. <laughs> you know, I, I do have an ask in Sarah for a potential studio scenario. But of course, now they're like, no, we love it in your home. It's like a character. We love I'm the like, vibe. Do you though? <laughs> Benefit being that you get to roll out of bed and just go downstairs to work. Girl. I mean, that's that's something. That's the one thing. Like, I love traveling. I love doing so much stuff for work. And now I feel like I've really got... I haven't left my house in months. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what is that going to be like? Am I going to... Is it going to be such a shock to the system to have to go back and like commute and do all of these different things? Yes. Like, I feel like I need to be eased into it a little bit. But tell us, like, you always have stuff on the go. I know we've been chatting for a while, so I'll... Wind us down with this. What is coming up next for Meredith Shaw? Sarah, what is coming up next for me? I mean, we are, we're going to shoot season two, so that's exciting. Chum is the thing. I do my afternoon show and do my syndicated show on the weekends. And like I'm filling in for Maryland right now. So that's always a 3 a.m. wake up call that I look forward to. 3 a.m. Oh, I'll stop complaining about my 6.30. <laughs> well, you got that baby. I'm sure she's waking yeah, up true. at those hours. Yeah, I do have another collab coming out, which I'm excited about. It has to do with confidence. I'm excited to get that your way. It's uh, something that's just kind of been on my heart. And I really love the woman whose company it is. And I really hope that it's able to, you know, do some help, do some good when in that confidence space. I call it a confidence practice. Ooh, I'm excited. Your last collab sold out like wildly fast. So clearly there's a space there and I'm excited to see what you're doing. Very excited about this one. And we are going to do another mayor band too, which is fun. So just creative stuff, really working on sort of a bigger, a bigger television piece when it comes to the style part, which if it goes, I will 100% come on back and talk to you about it. It's having conversations with women, finding out what they need, finding out what they're missing, finding out what that is, and then just being able to bring the people together that can that can deliver that. I get excited of being that kind of host person with a little bit of that personal experience. So, you know, and then I'm just going to 
buy your leggings and, or no, I can't. Now they're gone. I'm just going to do, you know, I mean, now they're I'm gone. They're all sold out. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so following <laughs> along your footsteps. You got more. You talked a little bit about collabs and that's like one of the things that I've loved career shifting a little bit is there's two different ways into, you know, monetize is either being sponsored to talk about something or being a part of something from the ground floor and really getting to support women led companies for me has been, you know, so special. And I know you're, you're kind of doing the same. It's, it's such a magical experience to really do that. So I'm definitely going to do more of it because it's it's just so fun. So like fun. I'm wearing one of mine right I love now. That I'm, one. I'm wearing a brunette, the label collab. But like it's it's been really nice to kind of be able to take, you know, what you said, you have a moment in time where you have a platform. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to say? How are you going to show up? It's so hard to not get sucked into what does everybody want me to say? And what does everybody want me to look like? And instead kind of really creating that. And I think what I've loved most about our conversation today is how much it reflects time and time again that you just, got scrappy with it. You showed up, like you made space for yourself. And I think everyone listening, you know, regardless of what your body looks like or what career you want or anything like there is so much opportunity in the things you can do in creating spaces for yourself, starting those parties on your own and, and not always sitting and waiting to be invited. And, and while there is opportunity, you know, created more for some than others. It's, it's also paying attention to that as well. And if you're somebody who's in the room, making sure that you're holding it open for others. And I know that's something you champion so much as well. And I just adore you. I wish we could talk for five hours because there's so much to dive into with you. I can't wait for us to do it again. And I just so appreciate how much you've shown up online, even for myself and, you know, meeting you in real life, you're always just you're so down to earth. You're so exactly who everyone would hope you would be. And I just thank you for all the stuff you do. And I'm just so glad we're doing this today. Just encourage people to lean into those differences because I am proof of that, you know, and I once didn't believe it. I once believed I had to, ah, I'll get emotional, but I, yeah, I once believed I really had to change in order to make my dreams come true. And the biggest takeaway for me is that you just have to have that thought of, no, maybe I'm not the one that changes. And as soon as you start to hear that and listen that and feed that, what you come out of on the other side is beautiful. You're like, oh, this was easy? Like, oh. And then, just like you were talking about, you'll get knocked down again and you'll have a bad day and a bad thing. And a, But the difference, I don't know about you, but the difference is, I know we're wrapping up, but the difference is my bounce back time is a lot faster. What used to level me for a while is now, you know, maybe a day, maybe I didn't even get it down to an hour and a glass of champagne. Like it's quick. It's, it's faster, you know, appreciate that and have to remind myself of that when I get into those moments of the impermanence of it all to hang on to it, to let it go and hang on and that you'll, you'll come through on the other side and it won't, it won't take as long and you'll you get back on your purpose. You can get back at it, you know, and to not be surprised those happen. Because at first I thought, oh, I thought I conquered my disordered eating. I thought I was okay. I thought I, and then it would creep back in. And instead of deciding, oh, now I'm back at the beginning. It's like, no, no, this is always going to be my flow. And I've just got to learn how to float with it a little bit. You know, that's so what it's all about. It's not coming to a perfect healing. It's, it's learning the tools along the way that you can pick them up faster as you go. Because yeah, things that used to hang me up for days, weeks, months, years before, you know, I had one of those days yesterday and I woke up today and I 
feel fine. I feel good again. I, I use those tools. I accessed them. I had conversations with somebody like you that, you know, brings me back into my purpose again and reminds me that that has nothing to do with what I look like, it has nothing to do with, you know, the extra weight on my body or the new size that I'm at. It has everything to do with what am I going to say today and what purpose am I going to live by? And I'm just really, I'm really glad we had this conversation today. It's super timely for me. I hope it's been timely for everybody listening as well. And uh, let everyone know where they can find you if they want to kind of tune into all that is Meredith Shaw. Yeah, I mean, I think IG is the best place to do it at Meredith Shaw. I haven't done the TikTok jump yet, so we'll we'll just keep it on IG for now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm like, whoa! Now there's, you know, oh gosh, there's always something. But yeah. Instagram is a good place. Amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And to everyone listening, we will see you next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the papaya podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.